0: we don't know what's going on in a human heart. We cannot look and say how a person is grieving and if it's right or wrong or not. We can only do what's right for us. Welcome to the Becoming Fluent in Grief podcast. I am your host, Stacey Sanchez, and I am so glad you are here. Grief, have you ever been in a place like grief? It's almost as if you stepped off into a foreign country. You look around, nothing looks familiar. You have no way to express what you're feeling in your heart in a way that other people can understand. Everything seems different, nothing seems the same, and yet here you are, grief. How do we walk out this journey of grief and do it well? I think it takes becoming fluent in the language of grief, and that's what this podcast is all about. I don't have all the answers, but I have walked the journey of grief, and I hope that together as we share an honest conversation, as we dig deep into grief to mine the treasures that are tucked into this season of life, that we can find the tools that we need to become fluent so that we can not only live this journey out, but that we can live it out well. All right, let's get to it. I have recently moved to Colorado and I am a desert girl through and through, a New Mexico native. And being in Colorado has been wonderful and beautiful, but it has been a new experience with a whole bunch of news tucked into it. And one of these news is snow. Now, we did get a little bit of snow in New Mexico, where I came from, but we didn't get snow there like we get snow here. And nine inches, 10 inches, 12 inches, 15 inches is not uncommon. But the thing of it is, is that before I moved here, I had never shoveled snow and I know for those of you who have done that before shoveling snow is probably like eh, no big deal it's like brushing your teeth right you know how to do it you've just it's a natural thing to you but to me shoveling snow is new and to add to the newness I have to go out and I have to be in our driveway where other people can see me and watch me as I'm shoveling our driveway it's not something I can do in private And here's the other thing. I am a very self conscious person. And I have a fear, a deep rooted fear of doing things wrong. I remember when we had our first snow. I told my sister, okay, I'm going to need like instructions on how to do this. She's like, just shovel it. Just get out in your yard and shovel it. I said, no, no, no. I need instructions like do I shovel from the top of the driveway down into the road? Do I shovel side to side? Do I just do one half and do the other half? She said, you just shovel it. You need to just get out there and shovel it. And I remember that first day getting out there and shoveling it. Not knowing what I was doing, the snow shovel kept getting caught in the grooves, uh, the creases there of the cement where they had poured different slabs. It, to me, felt like a disaster, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I felt so self-conscious. My heart was beating 100 miles an hour. The snow was heavy. It's cold. I'm trying to just get it done, but I wanted to do it right. I wanted the neighbors to look over and say, Oh, yeah, look at her. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to shovel snow. But you know what I've since learned? There is no right or wrong way to shovel snow. And you probably already knew that, right? There's no right or wrong way to shovel snow. The thing of it is, is simply getting the snow off of the driveway so that you can back out. Getting the snow off off your driveway so as it starts to melt, it doesn't make ice and slick spots on your driveway. There's no right or wrong way. There's just whatever way it takes you to get the job done. Grief is the same way. It is the exact same way. I know when I stepped into this season of grief, I felt myself wanting a list. I felt myself needing instructions. I felt myself wanting to know how to do this and to do it well, right? I knew because I was in a position of ministry. I knew um, people were watching. I knew people were going to see how is she going to get through this. And I felt this overwhelming sense of eyes on me. Albeit, I put that pressure on myself. I don't think anybody was probably watching or looking. It was just something I felt in of myself. But I had to do it right. I had to grieve right. Well, six months in to having lost my husband, I ended up losing my job in ministry. And the reason I was given was because I wasn't grieving correctly. (laughs) Can you imagine? You know, here I am trying my hardest to grieve right. And then a place of employment where I had been at for seven years comes along and says, we don't think you're grieving right. And so, you know, sayonara. But in that, God was in that because God is in everything. And I just heard God in the deepest place of my heart say, no, that's not what this is about. That may be what it sounds like. But you need to know, sweet girl, in the deepest place of your heart, there is no right or wrong way to this. There is simply your way of moving through it. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. I don't know if you're like me, and I don't know if the opinions of others is a driving force in your life. I hope not. And I can honestly say that God is doing a work there, and that the opinion of others is becoming less and less a force in my life. But I can't admit that it's not there. Hopefully one day I can. But I think with grief, more than anything, because it's so personal, and it's so intimate, and it changes us where... We don't even feel like we have control of our situation for sure, but not even control of our emotions as we're going through it. I mean, you can be standing in the grocery store and the tears will come and there's not a thing you can do about it. There's just so much that is part of grief that makes us feel so unlike ourselves that we feel more vulnerable than at any other time in our life. And yet we want to do it Right. We want to do this grieving thing the way that we think we're supposed to do it. But nobody knows how to do it. Nobody, until they step into a place of grief, has ever done it before. It's like learning to walk, learning to ride a bike. We're going to take a few steps. We're going to go for a few uh, spins of the wheel. But then inevitably, we're going to lose our balance. We're going to topple. We're going to fall. It's all part of the journey, right? It's all part of learning. It's all part of becoming fluent in grief. So today, I just want to encourage you to not necessarily look and see what other people are doing, although it can be helpful if you, like we talked about on episode one, if you can find your people and you can share your heart with them, they can encourage you with things that worked for them or They can come alongside and assure you that no, you're not losing your mind. No, you are not going to forever feel this way. They can let you know that what you are feeling is some of what they felt too. And and there is comfort and strength and peace to be found in that. But at the end of the day, your journey is your journey. And there is no list. There is no five-step thing you have to follow. And even though we hear about the five stages of grief, which I'm not doubting that those are very real five stages of grief, it's not like you're going to do step one and then move on to step two. I kind of thought that's how it was going to be when I stepped into grief. I'm like, okay, so the first step is this. All right, I'm going to get through that. Okay, check. Now let me get to the next one. Let's get that done. Check. But I found out that I go through those different stages back and forth, kind of like a pinball and a pinball machine. You just would feel this for a little bit and then you'd feel that for a little bit. And honestly, six years in, I still have never felt anger. And I know they say anger is a big one. And I've kind of been bracing myself for that. I still have never felt that. But it's because those are just kind of commonalities, right? But we are all unique. And while we're all so uniquely different and also uniquely the same. We are each going to experience what we are going to experience in our own unique way. So there is nothing wrong with doing it your way. You cannot grieve wrongly or incorrectly or in a way that is not right. You can only grieve in the way that you're going to grieve. And what I want to encourage you to do is to embrace the journey and i know that sounds odd because sometimes we think it's just something we need to get through and get on back to our life but i am here to tell you if you can embrace this journey of grief if you can slow down if you can trust your emotions in it if you can um really let the grief open your heart to the lessons that it wants to teach you, to um, the revelation maybe of a deeper understanding of your own heart and the hearts of others. I know down the road I'm going to do a podcast on all the blessings that are found in grief, but I think introspection is one of the greatest ones. Stopping to let grief really show us what's important and what's not, what matters to us, what doesn't who we are and who we aren't. We learn all of that in a season of grief. So don't be in a hurry to rush through grief. Don't think there's only one way to do grief. Don't be afraid of your emotions. Don't be afraid to feel them. Don't be afraid to wrestle with them. Don't be afraid to talk to other people about them. Because I guarantee you, however you are feeling, is completely normal. It is completely normal. Because there is no abnormal when it comes to going through grief. I know uh, when I first started into grief, I was doing some phone counseling with uh, a grief counselor through my insurance there at my job. Before I lost my job. (laughs) And, um, he asked me, you know, how are you getting through this? And I had told him I was writing about it and I could almost see him smile through the phone. And I said, okay, is that a good thing? Is writing, you know, cause here I am wanting to do it right or wrong, right? Is writing a good thing? Should I be doing that? And he said, the fact that you are writing tells me that you are on your way to going through this in a healthy way, the way That you are trying to process it and put down on paper what you're feeling is a healthy way to approach grief. And then I asked him, I said, Well, what's an unhealthy way? And he said, You know, there's really not an unhealthy way. He goes, There's just different ways that people deal with it. And he said, You know, some people don't want to deal with it at all. Those people are the people that just jump right back into life, they go right back to what they were doing, they act like nothing ever happened. And they do that because they can't control the situation. So they go and put their energy in what they can control, right? They can control working harder. They can control uh, getting things accomplished off their to-do list. And he said, that's not necessarily a wrong way either. That's just the way that their emotional makeup needs to process it and deal with it. And the thing of it is, is that if we could understand that, if we could truly know That there is no right or wrong way. If somebody is still crying tears 10 years later, it doesn't mean they're stuck in grief. If somebody never sheds a tear, it doesn't mean that they're cold hearted and they've never faced it and that they're in denial. We don't know what's going on in a human heart. We cannot look and say how a person is grieving and if it's right or wrong or not. We can only do what's right for us. And I think the right thing for us is to do the right thing for us. And I can't tell you what that is, but I have a feeling deep down in your heart that you will find that right thing and that you will know that right thing. And the first step to finding that right thing is giving yourself permission to be you in your grief, giving you permission to feel all that you are going to feel in your grief. The first step is giving you permission to get rid of guilt, get rid of shame, get rid of um, self-doubt, all of those things that we tend to throw on ourselves, that extra added weight that we put on us that nobody else is. When I'm shoveling my driveway, even though I think the whole world is looking at me, I bet you not one person even knows I'm out there, right? It's my own perception, my own insecurity my own thoughts that people are watching me and I'm going to do it wrong. Nobody really cares if I'm out there shoveling my driveway. They've got their own life. And while family and friends will be there and they will be watching and they're going to want to help you know that you only have to answer to you. I just have to get the snow off my driveway, whatever works for me. I'm not answering to my neighbors. I'm answering to me. You have to work through grief in a way That works for you. You're only answering for you. So in this episode, I just want to encourage you to take the load off, to just quit looking out and to start instead looking in. Grief is meant to be handled from the inside out. We find our greatest healing in grief when we look into our heart and we cradle our heart, when we support our heart, when we care for our heart. So today, let's do that. Let's not be so worried about what they think. Let's be more worried about where we are and what we are feeling. And let's honor that. Because if we can be true to ourselves in this season of grief, we are taking another step in becoming fluent in the language of grief. Before I go, I just want to encourage you, if this episode has been helpful to you in any way, please, please share it. There are so many people out there who are walking through grief, and if anything that is said here can encourage them or help them or strengthen them, then that would bless my heart no end. And also, if you would do me a favor and if you would subscribe to my podcast, and also if you feel so led, leave a review. This is one way that the podcast will move up and more people will be able to find it when they search for something on grief so important, those reviews and those likes, those shares, those comments, those subscribing. So if you can please do that for me, I would truly appreciate it. And then I just want to let you know that I have a couple of resources that you might find helpful in your own walk through grief, or if you know somebody who's going through grief. I've written two books. One is called, If Only I Could, and the other is called, You'll Be Fine, Beautiful, You've Got God. These are not how-to books, they are simply my walk through grief. They are the raw, honest, uh, yeah, just the raw, honest journey through grief, but they're full of encouragement, they're full of the ways that God met me in these places, they're just full of hope as well as being transparent and authentic and real. If you are interested in either of those, look in the show notes to this episode and you will find links to both of the books there where then you can find more information or you can purchase them there. I am looking so forward to this journey with you because I do believe that as we talk about grief, as we are willing to embrace our grief, that we can become fluent in grief. All right, we'll see you next time.